Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody. I'm here in the studio with Sammy P for a very special bonus episode. How you going, Sammy? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, is this a bonus episode? I feel like it's like the seed of all of our content like this is like this is a special it's a very special episode I would say (laughs) yeah this is an episode of us reporting on a situation that we manifested with our minds um not of course anything unfortunate happening with Ariana Maddox we love her but simply like the world just tuning into our silly little show about a bunch of waiters yeah and having the season of all time happening in season 10 of a reality show like extremely hard to do it's been the same cast more or less this cast has been road hard and put away wet and they are still serving and the show serving with a s-u-r it's called s-u-r yes serving uh yeah and the show is pronounced dead on like it was fully pronounced dead the past couple seasons and it's like it's like those people that like die for a couple of minutes and they come back and they're like, I know what heaven looks like. Like I can do talks about that now. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think at some point, like we, we quantum leaped into a different timeline where this happened. Like this was like a one in a billion chance that this happened, that the show took off like this and had a scandal like this. And we, we happened to be in that universe just because of, of our powerful thoughts. But yeah, um, maybe, maybe this is the, the, the doing of one of those quantum leap coaching girlies that we always make fun of maybe they actually had a point this whole time and they quantum leapt us all forward yes like when I go to sleep at night I dream about the Vanderpump Rules cast I dream up new episodes and like I I dreamt you were were in a working in the sandwich shop and your job was like 
you know, we were just, you were like new to the job and nervous about it. Yeah, I, I would take that job. I had a dream that um, Tom and Raquel, in order to show the world what could have driven them to make their decisions, made Ari Aster style horror movies about their childhood trauma so that everyone could experience just how they got so fucked up and how it could have led them to what we see. Well, that's basically reality because <laughs> Bravo TV is making all the trailers now Ari Aster style. Yes. Oh my God. At the end of this, when it was like, woo, 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 and we got that like flash of like the scene cutting out, going white, and then going to the trailer, I got chills all over my body. Like that yeah. transition music and like effect was worth yeah. everything, was worth watching that trailer for the 80 billionth time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, would it be safe to say that we're going to be making bonus content from here until the end of season 10? Oh, I think we should cover the real finale, the extended finale, the secrets revealed, the the reunion, like at least, you know, w one episode on all three reunions. But thank God, like, Sam. Thank, thank God. I think that this episode that we're, we're going to be talking about today is one of the top five best Vanderpump Rules episodes of all time. Yeah. And it's really dark and there's just, there's so much to process. So I want to just get right into it. Um, but before we talk about this week's episode, we see the trailer from last week's episode and it includes once again, the clip of um, the two Toms outside of like the food truck. And Schwartz is talking with a mouthful of food for like, I, I feel like the seventh time this season, it actually makes me feel queasy. He's like, you're on, it's a slippery slope. And I'm like, I, he, the yeah. amount of times he's fought and has a mouthful of food, I feel sick. I know it's not an original thing that I don't like when people talk with their mouthful of food, but for him, I feel. No, it's, it's, nauseous. it's a different thing to be like, I don't like when people fight with a mouthful of food. It is fucking bizarre to see someone in a heated emotional fight for their life and just eating a chicken wing. Like, it's like, what is, how does your digestion, like, how are you so calm and like able to like eat? It's just so weird. Well, actually I I'm getting ahead of myself because he does more eating and fighting later in this episode, but I think that just shows how little he actually cares about the people around him. But we'll get to that. Let's, let's put a pin in that. I have 12 pages of notes. Oh my God. <laughs> you said, you said, don't worry. I took detailed notes. You don't have to take notes. And I still took detailed notes, but I want to hear yours. Um, yeah. Well, certain scenes I had to transcribe, which is my favorite thing, like to transcribe it as a script and then read it with like stage direction, because sometimes it can be hard to, to absorb it all in the episode. Like it's, I've seen this episode now about five times <laughs> and like, I'm still getting new pieces <laughs> and new crumbs. Like there's, it's so rich. It's so layered. Um, so let's get right into it. Shall we? It's like with a Shakespeare play, like you never get yes. all the meanings the first time you read it or see the play. You have to see it many times throughout your life. Okay. Yes. If you're gonna like, if you're gonna notice all of the um symbolism and metaphors and mm -hmm. foreshadowing connections and, to like, previous work yes yes the callbacks like you you have to read it really carefully so we're going to be doing a close reading of this text today yeah um, and and on that note actually in, in terms of previous texts I've had people still messaging me it's been trickling in all season of okay I'm finally ready to start watching the show where should I start my answer always is season one episode one and mm -hmm. 
if that seems daunting to you, just take it one episode at a time. That's what I tell people, but it's my evil little plot because once you start that first episode, you'll be hooked. But just think of it as just get through season one. It's nice and short, but you need that background. Yeah, there's not a single episode that can be missed until we get to like season seven, eight, nine, but whatever. Like, yeah, start from the beginning. One to six, skip ahead, go to 10 is my take. Yes. Okay. So smash cut. We're opening the episode. We get some quick check-ins with the cast. Lisa is replacing her dead mini horse with a new brown horse named Velvet. So Uh, just another animal in Lisa's animal cemetery in her yard. Yeah. Just another grave in Lisa's weird green yard. Um, (laughs) So we see Sheena and Brock. They're talking about how awesome and chill Summer Moon is. I love them. That whole family. I, I don't, I still don't agree with having your kids photos all over social media, but Summer Moon, whenever she pops up on my feed, because I I do follow Summer Moon, it brings me so much joy, and I wish every kid was that adorable and sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, she she looks like a delight. Um, and I this love their, is their little family. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, we don't have time to get into that right now. Um, okay. We just Enough have to keep that. it moving. Enough of that. So now we're in the something about her sandwich shop location. Um, Katie and Ariana are cleaning up the kitchen and they're just sort of breaking down the confrontation that happened in the last episode where Lala breaks the news to Ariana that like, hey, the day you found out your grandma died, I was with Tom at a party and he was lying to you on the phone and saying he couldn't get a ride and being like, oh, the call's breaking up. I gotta go. Thank you, shit. Yeah. (laughs) I can't hear you. (laughs) He had so many lies about why he couldn't get home to her to support her when actually he just wanted to stay at this party at a mansion with his mistress and what's sad is like ariana still doesn't realize how deep the lies go so she's kind of like sticking up for him and she's like playing it down to katie being like you know it's not ultimately it's not that big of a deal it was one day and like i i don't think it's necessarily i mean yes she doesn't know how far the lies go obviously because we know what the situation actually entails but i also think she's just at a point of being so depressed right now that she's like i don't have the energy to put into talking about the situation or processing yeah. it or dealing with it with our friends giving their input she's like i just literally want to move on i can't even process anything yeah right and now. that's why she's kind of being a bit deceptive not maliciously but she's she's saying to everyone oh i don't i don't care i don't care but actually lala's like well i heard her I heard her through the phone on the other end of the phone screaming at Tom, yeah. like, get, get home, get the fuck home now. And he pretended to, that his call dropped and just hung up on her. And that was a side note from Give Them Lala podcast. That was Lala's mom who caught that little piece of tea. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's right. Her mom. <laughs> the moms are big, big characters in this episode. So what? it's. While I was in Mexico, as you know, I didn't have access to streaming services. So I literally listened to every podcast. Good. <laughs> and we should. We should pepper those crumbs in here because no one deserves to have to listen to the Vanderpump Rules cast podcast, but sometimes they do give tea and it's important. So um, so Ariana's being like, you know, I think this was just a bigger deal to Lala because she gets easily triggered by that kind of stuff, aka being with a narcissist, being lied to, being discarded. And Katie's like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> like, kind of <laughs> reminds me of all the times my Tom never showed up for me and was never emotionally supportive to me. And 
Ariana's just like, yeah, fair. Like, uh, you know, you guys can bring this stuff to me. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll hear it, you know, but she's just kind of, she's a bit dissociated. Very much dissociated. Um, I have a question about the whole, why we're seeing uh, something about her in the first place. Do you believe it's because Schwartz and Sandy's was supposed to be, have their opening as the finale and they weren't ready in time. So they just threw together this something about her quicker than they had intended. Or do you Absolutely. think this was meant yes. to be? Okay. Okay. Like we probably were going to get a sandwich tasting maybe like, but maybe it was just going to be like a little scene at Lisa's house or something. And now they're like, Oh fuck. Okay. We'll just get a chef to put some sandwiches together, put them on one single table. <laughs> yeah in a completely empty place with not even chairs like it was very thrown together last minute so yes shorts and sandies shit the bed and i think that's why there was so much like pressure on the date it was like if you don't open by the 30th like you have to open by the 30th and they're like yeah we're gonna get it done and then they're like we "We lose this place dude yeah Yeah. and it just goes to show how in both incompetent the men are and how competent the women are that in the time they realized that they wouldn't be able to open on time, the girls like secured the location, got consultants in, set yeah. up at least a couple sandwiches, cleaned the kitchen, you know, more than the boys can yeah. say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're having their own problems because they're still not open and it's like going to be almost a year since that <laughs> uh, party. But anyway, um, Ariana's like, you know, what bothers me about this talk is that and now I know people are going to be whispering about my relationship and like undermining it. And she's just like covering for him. And in past seasons, she's been like, Tom and I don't invite people into our relationship. Like, obviously we saw during the Miami girl episodes, there was a concerted effort to keep that drama off camera. And I am frothing at the mouth to see them relitigate Miami girl in the reunion. Are they Andy- good? Gonna yeah, talk it, about my yes <gasps> andy said know? we're gonna andy said on his podcast <laughs> okay well that's <laughs> i'm like i'm a regular shenanigans listener and i have been before this whole scandal <laughs> but andy's podcast is where i draw the line <laughs> yeah andy cohen is like oh we'll be talking about miami girl because that's kind of been one of his obsessions like every time they're on watch what happens live he's like can we fucking talk about miami girl like are can you guys just admit that that was real and like they won't and he's like justice for Miami girl like he's he's he really like stands that whole arc so like he's gonna make Ariana like tell the truth and stop covering for him like he's gonna fly in Miami girl like Kristen I pray <laughs> I would love to hear from Anne-Marie <laughs> yeah justice for Anne-Marie I would and if she were I, if she came out she would have to wear the same wedges but she would have to wear she- the same forever 21 fit and flare yeah yeah espadrille I, wedges and I chunky that. turquoise necklace <laughs> i need it anyhow Ooh, anyhow so now in the episode we are with raquel and charlie as they shop wait for some i just have clothes. to say sorry before we move on from something about her um the girl said we have one advantage the toms don't <laughs> and in my notes i have a brain common sense communication skills closed-toed shoes which is it the slides yeah nasty ass slides you're not supposed to be in a kitchen in a working kitchen with uh, no little flippy flops anyhow um yes so they do have a lot that the toms don't have and um so now we're on this boutique shopping adventure with some girlies and charlie's like how was tom tom the other day and i was like it was fun actually no 
it wasn't fun. That's just the immediate response I always say. It was awkward as fuck. And when I said hi to Katie and her mom, they were just both like, hi. And we get the flashback of Raquel in her stupid ass outfit. <laughs> she with her whale tail built into her. She's wearing like vinyl pants with like a built in fake thong, like showing her ass cheeks, like, and a leather crop top. She looks so stupid. Like, oh God. Yeah. At a fucking yeah and she so. and she says and she says i see where katie gets it from the first of many digs towards terry maloney and to that yes. i just have to like i have to harken back to like early beverly hills and say you slut pig raquel <laughs> how dare you talk about terry like this like the first of yes this is her first strike against terry she comes for terry's throat in this episode and it is hard to fucking watch like yeah i don't care like i don't care about who it is you don't talk to people's parents like that but definitely not terry who has actually been nothing but lovely raquel yeah so. she's been respectful to raquel which yeah. and raquel has been disrespectful to terry um so we get into they break down kind of the weird ass confrontation between raquel and james in the last episode where she like sat him down and was like i'm mad at you for saying you regret regret Rachella and the proposal and like i don't regret our relationship and like neither can you or neither should you and like she's like trying to get this like response out of him which is and so i mean it just it to me it seems like an obvious ploy for screen time for Mikel. like she's like i'm gonna make well, this a little storyline but also the fact that then she would be like katie mind your fucking business but then meddle with james and his offhand comment about regretting his proposal She's, I think it's more than just like, obviously, yeah, she's thirsty for screen time, but I think she's also thirsty for like, she needs to feel that she has like an emotional hook in every man and like she has attention from every man and like she wants James to be pining after her. She wants him to, she wanted to get something out of him the way that Kristen did with Tom Sandoval when she's, when they had that chat on the smoking patio, remember? And he's like, Kristen I, I think just of it. want you to be happy I think she was like and she just smile. like has that smile and she's like this is what I wanted I just wanted to see that he still cares and I can get an emotional response out of him and I think Raquel was trying to get that out of James but yeah, James we, genuinely does regret his like a lot of his relationship with with Rachel yeah we we've been talking about how we will be recapping more vintage Vanderpump rules on the main feed um I say main feed because we talk about it uh, and have been on Patreon every week, but uh, that's an episode that we should do. What? Oh, that episode. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The Miami. Yeah. Oh I my God. I just want you to be happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. I know. And it's just that combo that they have was like chilling because Raquel was like, I have no regrets. I live my life every day learning and living and laughing and loving and living with no regrets and it was like well i but also you've like, gotten did, acquainted with regrets by now like, also like what point is she trying to make it's like she read chicken soup for the soul and is like regurgitating different pieces from it but it's i'm like what are you even saying she's fucking unhinged like it just like i hate when people say i live with no regrets i'm like well then you're stupid like if you would go back in time and make every single stupid mistake and decision you've ever made exactly the same way you are fucking dumb like <laughs> you should have learned and been getting smarter from all those mistakes and let's say like you get to keep your memory in the future and then have a chance to go back yeah come on should, now come on now. you should be live laugh loving and learning um yeah and 
So back with the girls, Charlie and Raquel, which I hope they give Charlie more screen time next season. She's been a star and has been way too just pushed to the side, in my opinion. Uh, but I know she's not really friends with the cast, so I get it. Uh, but she's talking about how she has to go to work and how she'd rather go to work than go to a party. And I'm like, man, Charlie's still scraping two nickels together. Yeah, Charlie still has multiple jobs and hustles going on. And she's she's not attending the finale rap party with the cast. Like, she's going to work at some other restaurant. Like, she was completely not on screen this episode. I'm like, they couldn't even have her serving pumptinis at this party? Damn. Yeah, like giving a little side glance in the corner. Yeah, she should have. She should have just been, like, clearing glasses during the Raquel fight and like get her in the mix but anyway they, they had the 20 twinks the like entourage yes there. all the twinks were there well we can't get Charlie in god yeah. we can't even give her a free sandwich Jesus times are tough but anyway um so now Raquel's tries coming at James being like I'm just saying that Ali like he's way more into Ali than she is into him and Charlie's like well yeah 100% like you know and they're not like they're not off they're not completely off with this um saying that james sees ali as like his future wife and mother of his kids and ali's like well we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> you know she's, she's kind of got him on like a wait and see kind of thing which is only reasonable because he's a loose cannon so um so charlie's like did you get invited to the sandwich shop opening and raquel's like no like the vibes were off like i'll just catch them later at the after party at sir and um and then we see her look in the necklace case. And what does she see? But I see a, a tchotchke necklace that looks like it's worth about $15 at Ardeen. I think everybody thought that the matching Thunderbolt necklaces that Tom and Raquel had were bought from a two-pack at Claire's. And so it was quite shocking to see that Raquel spent her own money on a $780 diamond encrusted necklace that's like that's pathetic yeah I'm sorry like at least no it like, is pathetic it's like at least it should be a gift from from your um what's the word for the husband like not mistress but there's none and that's what's wrong with our society there's wow. no word your married lover for the manstress mistress I don't know right yeah, yeah. um yeah, so it wasn't even a gift. So that so that was like that was a real rock bottom, I thought, for for Raquel. Um well, I don't think it wouldn't have been a rock bottom if she spent what that necklace was worth, which is Yeah, if it was thirteen dollars, yeah, then it would be well, she she loves to just like sink lower and lower than than what you think rock bottom would be. So we jump to a scene with Tom and Tom, and they say that they're jealous of Katie and Ariana's small manageable location next door to Sir. They say um, that so many times to each other, to their face. <laughs> this is, I know. don't be jealous, boys. Think of, you should have thought of a better business idea. Don't get jealous, get inspired. Like, yeah. and scrap your shit and start again. <laughs> you think that you and your genius plan, your stupid couch, that they're like, finally, we have our couch. It looks like a, it looks like an amazing alley score. Like, it looks like something that you'd find in an alley and be like, oh, cool. Like, a restaurant must have, like, you know, been... <laughs> gone out yeah. of business they put all their stuff out on the street like it looks a little smelly they shouldn't have spent a dime on decor um they should have just kept it as the cantina and opened it right away like and just serve drinks and just serve drinks and said food is coming and later. popcorn yeah i know it, it, it they fucked this whole thing up so they don't have line cooks they can't open still shorts is holding back tears and says he just wants to go hug his family and, and 
and and the fact that they're like oh everyone says we need to open but uh, i think you need staff for that it just harkens back to when they got back from mexico and brett their their manager the the kitchen manager like the restaurant manager or whatever sat down with them and starts listing off all of the employees that either quit or were fired while they were gone and that just shows how little work they've actually put into this i think they spend more time talking about the work that they've done and that they need to do than actually doing it because just because you're in mexico you obviously you should have brought your laptops you should have been texting every day with the people on the ground like the fact that, that was a surprise to them it yes. shows that they were like uh, phones on airplane mode while we're in Mexico, like yeah. present for the white party. It's like, well, and, and I've heard that their shifts are typically like probably like three to seven hours long. Uh, whereas if you're opening a restaurant, they should be more like 16. Like you literally have to be behind in the every, kitchen every day, pounding out fries until you're your restaurant is so well established and so much of a well-oiled machine that you don't have to be there every day. Um, and Lisa still is there like almost every day. So it, yeah, yeah, they just don't get it. It's a lifestyle for most people. No, they don't have the kitchen well-stocked, but what they do have well-stocked is for Tom Sandoval is the paper towels and batteries at home. Yeah, like Sandoval is at this point, he's still like lying to everyone. And he's like, I just want to go somewhere really cool with Ariana. Like, you know, that's who I want to connect with and miss. And like Schwartz is like, okay, well, how are you guys doing? And Schwartz is, loves to repeat this line, or sorry, Sandoval, the one he used verbatim with Kristen when he was justifying cheating on her. It's just like my very presence like annoys her. It and... reminds me of when Jax used to lie and be like, no, I did not do that. And it was so obvious. And just just watching Sandoval try to front load the audience about what he thinks he's going to do with like a breakup with Ariana at the reunion or whatever, watching them try to set that up, but be too stupid <laughs> to really fool the audience is sick and kind of funny in a sad way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not like he's wrong about everything. Like he, we do get the montage of all the times that Ariana has been annoyed with him and disgusted with him over this season and being like, shut up and go away. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's... to be fair, every time he was being objectively annoying. But what couples don't do that who live and work together? Well, my my partner doesn't annoy me. Like, like I wouldn't have to be like, shut up and leave the room right now. Shut the fuck up. Don't talk to my friend. Like, I, I wouldn't have to do that <laughs> because he's not like so wild and out of line that he's like popping off and stuff. But yeah. Sandoval is like, and she's like, I'm saying I'm still down to be with you, but I'm going to sometimes have to say like, shut up. Actually, that's true. Yeah, we don't, I don't, we don't talk to, like that to each other. It's, or if we're Well, because like I wouldn't be with someone who was so out of line all the time. Or and like- embarrassed by, like or she's embarrassed by him. Or if like one of us does something annoying, we know that we're about to get made fun of by the other. We'll be like, shut the fuck up. But it, we're always laughing. Like, it's always like, yeah, I know I'm about to get ripped on because I did something stupid. But it's yeah, it's all in yeah. good fun. This is not this is not in good fun. This is like you're actually being so annoying. Yes. And your partner's annoyed. Yes. Like you you actually need your behavior needs to be like corrected. And your like, 27 year old mistress is like, what a cool guy. That's so fun and funny. You partying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Schwartz is like, ah, oh, it sounds like you guys are just turning into roommates and you're not having intimacy, blah, blah, blah. And he would fucking know about that. So and then they're working Tom, together. And then for Tom Sandoval to say right after in his confessional that he can count on one hand 
in the nine years they've been together, all the times that Ariana's, you know, supported and agreed with him. I'm like, you can count on one hand in this episode, the amount of times she said nice things about him. Mostly he said, to- I can count on one hand the number of times she said, actually, I'm wrong and you're right. And it's like, well, did you ever think that maybe you're never right? Like, she's doing him a favor. She's doing charity work by well, being with Sandoval. Which actually, so <laughs> this was like, so normally I don't, I actually don't listen to Bravo podcasts or even that many pop culture podcasts. Oh, I don't want God. it to like, no but, I, no, but I don't want it to get too, like, I don't want it to get too mixed up with my thoughts. Oh, sorry. Or- you're, you're not counting the cast. <laughs> oh no I was like why are you lying no 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 I'm shenanigans number one fan no um but um on Danny Pellegrino's podcast he was talking about working on the cocktail book with both of them together and he's like I can think of so many times that Ariana was like yeah Tom you're right absolutely and like yeah 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 she does hear him out she has always listened to him she doesn't dismiss him yeah and he his ideas obviously were incorporated into the cocktail book like she's she includes him um but she probably is right more times than he is right in arguments you know like of course um so then we we kind of like cap it off with his infamous declaration about the fucking paper towels ariana when was the last time you went to the store and got paper towels and toilet paper and pens there's pens in the drawer because of me there's batteries in the drawer because i do that Actually, Tom, you fucking idiot. He said on the Howie Mandel podcast that his assistant does that. So he doesn't even do that. He texts his assistant to do it. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> like, uh. imagine being like, she should be so grateful to be with me because I bought pens one time and then like you didn't even actually buy those pens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is that? What is that site? Task Rabbit? It's like yeah he's task rabbiting that for sure um yeah yeah, he's like I just don't know if she likes me there's disconnect we argue a lot when I make a point that I feel a certain way she can never just say wow you have a point there like he wants just like a little yes woman you know yeah we see more and more why he chose Raquel for this affair yeah yeah so now we're with Tom and Ariana in their house and she's showing him her logo uh, for something about her made with a free font in Canva. And just between, and, and just, just like in the background, we see Maya, we see the cat. Uh, Ali and James have a cat, and so do Tom and Ariana. We haven't met them, and I'm just a little off put by that. I would like, like, a name or just like a mention. Cuddle them. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Maya, like, I just, I, whenever I see Maya in the corner, I just, I hate that she's seen Tom and Raquel together and, that she has to be this keeper of the secrets that's not fair no that's she's not a rescue right dog all. she's been through enough and now tom is putting her through more because i'm sure she senses the the stress oh god like justice for maya this um, is for maya trying to communicate with her eyes to ariana like what's happening yeah <laughs> yeah oh sweet little baby mm. um so yeah ariana and katie are right not to bother with um any graphic design for something about her and (laughs) they know how to spend their money so (laughs) her and tom discussed the lala confrontation aria's like i'm not mad at lala you should be answering for yourself i'm not your spokesperson um but look you should have just left that party and she still believes the uber story because she's like even driving up you should have been like oh maybe this will be too hard to get an uber from here and just taking the first ride out and he's like yeah totally totally once again, <sighs> I've been in those situations where you know the other person's not making sense, but you simply don't have the 
the fight in you to argue so you're like yeah whatever you're yeah you're right moving on i know lala says there were lifts and ubers coming and going all day and night like come on it's la like are you fucking kidding anyway um yeah so they're sh- in L- they're in la like they're not in the country like in newport beach it's not like oh we don't have ubers out here anyway um so he brings it to her that you know he's just not feeling connected lately and he's recycling this my very presence line again and she even like calls it out she's like my very present your very presence what a weird thing to say like i don't i don't speak like that or like say things like that my he's goddamn like, very presence like that's <laughs> yeah. a tomism <laughs> yeah and, and he's like well you're always snapping at me and belittling me in front of people and it really hurts my feelings and she's like well you're the only person that i'm always dying to hang out with more i'm begging to hang out with you one-on-one and i never get to and then she delivers the quietly devastating line you peacocking on a night out everyone else gets that and i get like the leftovers (laughs) oh oh she's getting not only everyone's leftovers like raquel's leftovers at this point raquel's sloppy second like we're saying raquel's the mistress but she's really getting i think most of his time at this point outside of shorts and sandies oh yeah for sure yeah yeah and he's like okay we didn't even take a picture together at sheena's wedding and she's like who cares about pictures and he's like dude like I do. You never agree with me, (laughs) Yeah, and I I have to say, like, I do see both sides of this. Like, I can see how he feels like he's trying to show her examples of like we're living completely separate lives and we're not even like drawn together anymore. Like, we didn't make time for each other at the wedding, and she's just kind of like, well, whatever. Like, you know? Yeah, but I think she, like, he is offering up those points, and yes, those are valid points that they're disconnected. But she is giving him very concrete solutions every time saying, yeah. we're not spending time together. I would love to spend time with you. And he's like, well, we didn't even take a photo. So while that is true, it's not addressing the point that she made of a very manageable solution to yeah. her issues. Yeah. And she gives multiple examples. Like she's like, quality time to me is like us listening to music together, preparing dinner together, watching a documentary on TV together, going for a walk going for a walk around the neighborhood with the dog like and he's like okay well let's do it well he said no that's your definition of quality time and she's like no that's the definition and i actually looked up the definition and it is time spent giving another person's undivided attention to strengthen a relationship it's like yeah that that's literally Mm -hmm. what it is and then when i love the shady producers being like tom what is your idea of quality time and he's like dude like mushrooms and the sunrise and like skinny dipping and skydiving and like at that at that point I was like you know what he needs to move to a ski town like (laughs) how much how much would that go over well in like I don't know I'm I'm assuming ski towns in the U.S. are similar to the ones in Canada but like in I don't know Colorado being like hey let's take mushrooms and do some shredding and then go hang gliding like there's that's the vibe yeah he likes stimuli stimuli yeah (laughs) yeah so he's like cry he's like fake crying I think and he's like I want to be better I want to be more intimate like when we have sex four times a year that's not enough and she's like well you need to spend more time with me I can't have sex with someone who feels like a stranger so it's like damn like he feels like a stranger like these are like you know and then and then for him to critique her time with blonde logan which is her logan like to critique that time he's like well you guys have fun together it's like yeah tom because you're never around like 
you are not spending any time with her. And so she's going off with her other friends. And then you're criticizing that. That I know. feels He's like, you go out and get drunk and sing with Beyonce at karaoke with Logan and not me. Logan C, not Logan N, as you clarified it. She's like, well, you won't watch Love Island with us. And he's like, no, I can't watch 50, Island, 50 episodes 50, 50 of Love goddamn Island. goddamn episodes. I'm like, God, but you have time like, for Raquel in the hot tub and your mushroom sunrise <laughs> hangouts. I thought it was so funny because it literally is 50 episodes of the season. And like, it's so funny that that's like all Ariana like watches and talks about because like that's us with Vanderpump Rules, but she's just like, you know, in a slightly different universe of, of reality TV. I've been mean to get into Love Island for a long time. And I think this might be a tipping point. Maybe after this season is done. Right, right, right. Um, he's like, well, she's right, like, well, can that's I pull you literally for a chat? I'm uh, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's time. I've had people on Instagram recommend the best episodes or the best seasons to start with. Maybe mm-hmm, that's going to mm-hmm. be our new thing. Right. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? You can't teleport your dick into my vagina from the Abbey. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Brutal in the wake of the Tom and Raquel dancing at the Abbey together all night rumors. Not rumors. The fact that that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, okay, so James and Allie are getting ready for the Imagine Festival. Um, Cascade. <laughs> When I see my name on the flyer next to Cascade and the editors being a little shady. Okay. I need to talk. I need to talk about this. Just (laughs) in this case, I have been coming out against James in a lot of situations, but justice for James because they were so shady because they panned down way down the flyer to his name. Okay. Listen, there were the headliners. Then the next tier of artists, that was alphabetical order, okay? That's why he's in the middle of the flyer, because there's a whole bunch of people that are in the next tier. So mm, justice for James. Kind of. I think there were like four alph- alphabetical no, there were, tiers. I, I actually paused. There were three. So there was Cascade, Excision, and Grizz, who I've actually seen both of them against my will. Um, <laughs> they're like... I've seen both of them at the village stage at Shambhala. They're like, they're, it's like the type of crowd that just smells like, um, it's like Axe body spray and like cocaine. Um, it's horrifying. But yeah, so there's them, another tier of a couple of people, and then the third tier, and that's where James was. But still, justice for James. So he is in the bottom tier, but I'm, listen, I'm on your side. I get how big this is for James. I think it's something to be super proud of to be on the bottom tier of these 
posters. Like it's like, that is huge. That's better than being a headliner at Richella. <laughs> like, you know, um, we're playing at fucking sir. See you next Tuesday. Exactly. So anyway, so he's, he's like, I'm going to run errands all day on Monday. And Allie's like, yeah, like the therapist, you have to go to the therapist. I didn't like what I saw at Hermosa beach with the drink throwing. And she's like, your emotions can come out really explosive. And oh, I, the seeing Allie be like, okay, James, you're going to the therapist on Monday. I was like, no, yeah, Allie, no, walk away. Don't, don't be doing that. Don't be well, James's. Well, the thing that sucked is that like, he's like agreeing to it, but he's like, doesn't actually believe in it, which kind of sucks. Like he's like, he has this like internalized therapy stigma where he's like, usually when you see someone in a movie who's in therapy it's it's not someone who has their life together it's usually that their life's in shambles it's like yeah, but that's this- his response to everything whenever when all the cheating rumors are coming at him he's like everybody want to be james kennedy like uh, <laughs> you want to be you want to be me you want to be with me like that's always his thing i'm so successful but like i mean yeah and him being like oh i have no childhood trauma it's like well we've seen very much of your childhood trauma every basically every time your mom's on our screen james um yeah it's like like, therapy will help prevent your life from being in shambles like you think you're killing the game but Allie sees you for the at-risk vulnerable person you are yeah (laughs) but just like we already know James has mommy issues and to see Allie being like okay James like you have trauma and we're gonna have to talk about it like I'm like oh at that point it's I think it's a lost cause well it's it's tough it's tough with men because they they really like you know they don't want to admit they have trauma like everybody wants to tell me there's such a problem with me take a look at your life then look at my life you know like he has such an ego but she's like yeah therapists are great and then she's like you can impact your childhood trauma and he says with a dead ass straight face i don't have childhood trauma like and then ali literally winces <laughs> i wish they flash back to his mommy like you took your first steps at tiffany's for god's sakes <laughs> like he has one of the most obvious devastating and complex chases, cases of childhood trauma I've ever seen on TV. Well, and, and actually, for as, as dysfunctional as everyone is, we've met most of their parents and they are all seem very adorable or at least very put together, normal, on screen, whatever. I'm sure there's lots happening, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, but they all seem very normal. James' parents, both his mom and dad, have never seemed normal or functional. Never. So. Never. We, they can't, they can't appear normal or pass themselves off as normal for even a three second scene like they're so everything they say all their beliefs are like London gangsta <laughs> yeah and they make james pay for everything and they're like they're so unstable and like yeah no he needs help of course but he's like i don't want to fucking talk about the engagement of failing everyone around me keeps saying they want me to talk about it but i don't want to talk about it and i was like I feel you because I would want to just move on from that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Schwartz so we, and Sandy. We see well, we see a couple of little quick montages, and we see Lala holding up a little burger purse that she's going to bring to the party. And Christina Kelly goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> I just can't resist a chance to rip on Christina Kelly because that to her is so crazy." Anyhow. <laughs> I'm a Christina Kelly apologist, so yeah. What is there to apologize? I just she's fine. She's just bland, man. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But she's a bit chic. Like I, I like her, <laughs> and she's a bitch. I like her. Um, so 
we hear Schwartz say that Katie's been texting him because some gossip blogger falsely reported that Schwartz and Raquel were making out somewhere all night. And he's like, it's not true. Raquel is my dude bro girl. She's my friend. We didn't make out that night. We haven't since Mexico. Um, and it dry that for some reason drove me crazy. I this is the same dynamic we've seen the entire season of him being a little idiot and Katie rage texting him. But for some reason, it really hit me in this moment that I was like, if she stopped texting him, did not respond to a single text except for like a very brief one sentence, something about the dogs to arrange it. that would drive him insane he feeds off the negative energy he goes into pest mode he loves it and she's giving him what he wants and I just wish she would recognize that Mm -hmm. I know I know I know she still wants to like prove something to him and stuff but like yeah though they have obviously they have a toxic dynamic I mean I think they're addicted to fighting with each other they've been doing it for 12 years and it's, it's what feels normal and comforting to them at this point totally totally that's how they like feel connection is these like black blowout fights. So um, Tom admits, you know, Katie's mom's upset with me because I'm the one causing her daughter so much pain and like, yeah, no shit. So now we're at the something about her sandwich party. Allie and James swing by for a quick Aperol spritz and a Greek salad sandwich on ciabatta. I don't really think the sandwich looks good, but I wanted the twine to not be so high up because I felt like you would get a little bite of the twine. Like I just wanted yeah. it to be different, but that's okay. I wanted it to be different. I, yeah, it's I, okay. We love something about her. Okay, we're in full support. And we I used will. to work at a gourmet sandwich shop, and like it's really not that hard to make a good sandwich. Like you just need fresh bread and fresh ingredients. But theirs does not look like I hate ciabatta. Ugh. So oh, I love a ciabatta. I love that. But it is, yeah, it's it's fine. They, they're they're doing their best. Look, they're doing better than, than the boys and their disgusting lobster corn dogs that they couldn't get ready in time despite a year right. of preparation. So. Right, right, right. So Lisa's there. She's supportive. She chats. She goes, there's something about her. <laughs> and I'm like, Lisa, are you drunk right now? <laughs> it's her birthday. Oh, and I think she's pilled out. Oh, yeah. 100%. She, something about her. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lisa meets Allie. And she's like, oh, you're going to Imagine Festivals he's like yeah to support me and and she's like oh maybe keeping an eye on you is a better way to put it and Allie's like "Mm, no I'm coming to support him and Lisa is speechless but she respects it immediately Allie is incredible she is a boundary queen she's great at putting her foot down and that almost could have been insulting to Lisa in the way that she said yes but it but it but it wasn't it was just her standing her ground and being like I'm not there to babysit him which I was like my respect to Queen yes. Allie. And Lisa immediately respects her too. She's just like, oh. And Lisa, James is like, yeah, she's not a pushover. Lisa, she stands her ground. And she's like, good. She needs to be. To be yeah. his other half, you have to be, you have to hold tight and stand strong. He can be disrespectful. To me, he's not. You've got to put a strong bit in his mouth. <laughs> the thing is, if there is a sexual animal metaphor, Lisa is going to make it. Oh, she'll That's, find it. She, she will find it loves if we've talked about this before on the patreon if you take her accent her fancy accent away she's just making like pp like come jokes like she's so gross and like she's always making these little jokes about like sex with animals and like yeah (laughs) jerking off but she's like ew she has a fancy little hat so it's in her accent (laughs) yeah she's she's quirky with the accent not like perverted 
Um, yeah. But she's like, I've always been very invested in this young stallion. And on his own, he's not going to make it. And Allie's like, well, he's going to a therapist. And yeah, Allie and James grab some sandwiches and peace the fuck out to the festival, which is and a the, very slay exit. And the boys enter the two it, Tweedledum oh, and Tweedledee, the two yeah. moms. Schwartz walks in and says, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck up, Schwartz. First Shut of all, up. okay, I, I know we, we harped on this before, but when you're having a moment of success, like your look-see party, whatever, and someone says, I'm jealous, it's so rude. Because yeah. even if it's made in jest, it's so uncomfortable because then what do you say to that? It's just yeah. not a polite thing to even joke about in that moment. It's no, like- no, it's not. It's not something you should share, even if you're drunk and everybody's sharing. Just keep your jealousy to yourself. Like it makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But um Terry Maloney, though, is just so proud. She's got goosebumps. I mean, Sheena zooms in and says, I feel fine, but my test says I'm positive. So unfortunately, I'll be missing tonight. And you know, she's really sad. Killing Sheena, because this was supposed oh, to be the finale and she yes. can't film for it. Yeah, yeah. She was bummed. Um yeah whatever they have some sandwiches and then they head over to sir to have more sandwiches um for the season wrap party or so they thought dun 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 lisa ignores schwartz while she's on a phone call and i loved it and he loved it too i love their like sexually degrading dynamic (laughs) yeah i don't because i just don't like how much positive attention she gives to her naughty boys i know i know but for some reason i still want to dominate schwartz i don't know it's it's not right. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm trying We're, to be vulnerable. That's and that's what this this is all about. This podcast yeah. is about vulnerability. So <sighs> thank you. Um yeah. yeah, so fuck. Ariana's like, I'm gonna get drunk and wild out with you tonight to Sandoval. And he's like, I love it. But in his confessional, he's like, I've been with her nearly 10 years, but like last week it was nine years, and the week before that it was eight years. So <laughs> This is feeling longer and longer. Once again, front loading the audience for his yes. little breakup plan. Everything's going to plan. I love He's... her. Obviously, I love her, but we've grown apart. And the issues we're having, they're not just her fault. They're mine also. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Once again, I was screaming slut pig at the screen. Oh, I know. He's like, I just hope that we can get back to the place where we were. It's the best relationship I've ever been in. What? well i mean probably that's true like it's no i know but like he's lying that he's trying to get back to a good place yeah fuck yeah oh my god i I like i like drunk lisa being like raquel you want me to taste these sandwiches to make sure they haven't poisoned it (laughs) (laughs) lisa is on one (laughs) yeah um tom sits down with terry maloney and this was a very raw chat like I was getting chills from this. He's just like, well, he wait. I just again, he started it with his mouth full of food, and as they're it's keating up, he's still eating. Which he's chowing down during this whole thing. So just imagine that he's taking big bites of sandwiches while he's saying all these lines. Like even if you're having like a positive conversation with someone, if it's a very engaged one, you're not really eating. No, in that moment, it just it shows once again, even in the most heated, intense, sad conversations, he doesn't actually care. He's not in his body. Like, he's he's barely, like, a human tethered to this earth. Like, he's like a balloon. He's just... Anyway, so he's, like, talking about the Mother's Day they spent together and, like, what a special, intense day that was for both of them. And he's like, 
it was hard for me to break up with Katie and to know that I won't be spending holidays with you anymore. And she's like, you know, you're always going to be family. You're going to mean a lot, but you know what? You blew it. I know you're going to date other people, but you had a mutual agreement with Katie and about not dating people in the friend group and you fucked up. And he's just, yeah, stuffing the sandwich down. And he's like, well, she blew it, Tommy. Yeah, I know. The Tommy thing is so funny. Um, He's like, she divorced me. She broke my heart. And six months later, I drunkenly made out with Raquel. Like, maybe he was a little insensitive. Well, he said, he said, I violated our tentative verbal agreement. That is his version. He's getting legal. He's getting legal. It, he loves he to do never that. stand up in court this is revisionist <laughs> history it's a tentative verbal agreement no it's a verbal yeah you didn't sign a document but you guys agreed to it that is an agreement i don't know what, I mean, te- what a is handshake tentative. agreement is literally just as legally binding um as a contract so anyway i don't Terry's know crying. That's true. lawyers wait it is it is it is if you were like if you can prove that that happened if there's like witnesses or like it's on camera like that an agreement is an agreement um so terry starts crying and says it's slap in the face and it was hurtful to any woman which i fucking okay i'm tired of the any woman thing I'm like guys can you guys stop speaking for all women like <laughs> you guys are all so annoying but um she's like katie was crying about it just today like how important her friendship is with you and like how hurt she is by you and he's like well i'm here like i still love katie look she's right there i can sense her i don't even need to look at her i love her so much i know she's there you're in a room with 30 people and katie's one of them like it's not you're not like that it's like a wolf (laughs) i can smell her um and i also think it's partially (laughs) fear-based he's learned to like recognize her like a predator (laughs) (laughs) but he gets off on that fear oh totally totally yeah. so she's like was it really worth it and he's like no which i he, love you so on, much terry later on watch what happens live said it was worth it or he said no regrets which being right worth yeah it. oh yeah. my god so yeah <sighs> okay raquel and ariana go to the garden bar for what i thought was going to be the most jaw-dropping scene of this episode and i can't believe that another one overtakes it but like this was fucking unbelievable we go go into 20 minutes of like some of the most tense television i've ever seen i i seriously i i know okay so let's just take it from the top they get to the garden bar and she's like ariana's like man i remember how much i hated working this garden bar and then we get a flashback of Kristen cornering her there (laughs) okay but i have one thing about another question about that they're showing flashbacks of Kristen, and now they're showing a lot more flashbacks of like stassi are they doing that to prep us for her return because i've heard now jack's and Brittany and Kristen are all going to be back next season. I've heard those same rumors, and I hope that's true. Stassi would be a little bit of a more tough fit, I think. I don't want Stassi back. I just want Kristen. And I mean, then- I would take them all back, obviously, or none, or a combination. Like, I, they are the life, like, they're part of the fucking DNA of this show. So they are, it's not like we, like, love them and stand them. But, hey, if they come back, I'll be fucking watching. That's true. I guess I just don't want all three witches of WeHo to be there because they just, it's too much of a hive mind. I like Katie off on her own. Well, first of all, they are not the witches of WeHo anymore. Like Kristen is not close with Stassi at all anymore. They don't even talk. Um, But anyway, that's always in flux. Okay. So we're getting so sidetracked. So Ariana orders her and Raquel two lemon drop shots and then fucking they get into it she's like Raquel I'm so glad you're here like you know I know it's a bit awkward with Katie and when I put myself in Katie's shoes I understand that she has feelings towards you but I always tell her like Raquel is still that sweet person and I still love her and Raquel does like a deep sigh you know 
like we see that like land and the guilt like a little little bit of the guilt we do see and ariana's like you know to be fair schwartz is the one that broke the agreement and i'm not saying this to be like whatever but we've talked a lot about the raquel bandwagon and how i don't agree that in like the mobs that are trying to like bully her to like unalive herself but i'm actually not convinced at this point that she's capable of feeling guilt like i think she's feeling unpleasant sensations of like Mm -hmm. discomfort but i don't actually know what's going on in her and i can't guarantee that that's guilt more just like oh my plans are not working out sorry you're right we see a negative emotion like in her face a lot in the scene and Ariana's we're seeing a lot of expressions a lot of micro expressions I've seen some like body language experts dissecting it on TikTok because <laughs> this scene is has about 25 layers to it like you can read this scene so many different ways and you can you can project so many different feelings as to what are they thinking what are they wondering what are they feeling like we don't know but it's layered let's just say that um yeah to recreate this scene as an actor, you would need like a Meryl Streep level actress. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so they're talking on the surface about like, you know, Katie and Raquel, you guys were had a nice understanding at one point at the wine shop, but then Katie just like fucking reignited her rage towards Raquel in Vegas after the Oliver thing. And like after that, and after she like said, I would light you on fucking fire, <laughs> Raquel has had a fuck you attitude towards Katie and and Raquel's like, you know, that trip made me realize I don't need to worry about what other people think or chase their friendship or approval. And Ariana's like, yeah, true. You know, and it's it's like true, but damn, she, like she took that villain era like a little bit. A little <laughs> too far. Too far, little, yeah. <laughs> I don't care what people think about me anymore. Like, all right. <laughs> good. That's good. If people are going to judge me, I will be the craziest slut they've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what people say, like, I don't care what people think about me. And there's that's never fully true because everyone cares right. to some extent. But, like, maybe I think in that moment, Raquel actually does not care. <laughs> She's she stopped caring about a lot of things like self preservation, reputation, future. Um, yeah. Like, she has no idea the consequences that this will have on her for the rest of her life. Um, As we debated last week, like, is she violating any international peace treaties? Or I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can't say that. I can't rule anything out. This is, like, so Monica Lewinsky coded. Like, she could, there could be an impeachment over this. Like, it is so scandalous. So she brings up Sandoval. And she's there to do her own fucking detective work, you know? see if what Sandoval is telling her is close to the truth hear Ariana's side of it so she's like how are you and Sandoval doing are you guys okay and Ariana's like yeah we had a big argument last night he feels like he's not being heard which is why he's always the loudest person in the room (laughs) the shade (laughs) I thought of the I thought of the first uh Sex in the City movie where like Carrie's left at the altar and Charlotte's like you stay away from her and she's like screaming at big like that was me like eyes bulging stay away from her yes yeah Raquel's like well back when I opened up to you about James and I not having sex you were saying that sometimes you and Sandoval go through dry spells and Ariana's like yeah we do you know, he comes home after working all night and he thinks he's just going to whip his dick out and I'm going to be like, yeah, let's fuck. Like, that's never going to happen. We have to spend time together. And Raquel is like squinting. She's like processing, you know? She's like, okay, well, I feel like in a relationship you should want to like have like sex. 
and Arnie wise like, Raquel very wise and like <laughs> she's so basic and Basically, like, she's like dr phil level advice seriously <laughs> ariana's like well to be emotionally intimate you have to be emotionally intimate before you can be physically intimate and fucking detective raquel so you guys were emotionally intimate at one point obviously right or else you wouldn't have gotten a house together and like ariana's like yeah <laughs> when we spend she, time together like she's still going with it like alarm bells are not going off for her yet it, it's weird because like there's one moment when i think they do so raquel interrupts her when she's like trying to say something again about connection she's like do you feel like you're sexually attracted to him and ariana's like silent for a second and then she's like oh my god i think he's so fucking hot but i thought that was like i just caught a little something in that response like I thought first she had to have a second to be like, why are you fucking asking me this? You know, it's, it's such a weird question. There's no reason to ever ask it. I think that if you're in a relationship with someone, it's assumed that you're attracted to them unless otherwise specified. Yeah. And it's your friend, could, your friend could come to you and say, I'm no longer attracted to my partner. And then that's a different discussion. But if yes. it's, if you don't say that, just assume yeah. that you think they're a hot person and you're happy to be with Yeah, them. she's like grilling her. She's like, well, you're not putting out for him. So what, you don't think he's hot? And and so she's like, yes, I think he's hot. And Raquel- she's like, I know, I know you're, I know he's not spending time with you because he's with me every day of the week. But like, I mean, what's up? Are, do you yeah. piece it back together or, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Raquel is now like grimacing. Like now they're both kind of making facial expressions that are very like, as they say on tiktok like the corners of their mouth is pulling a lot like down and like like there's a lot of like grimacing um it's uncomfortable but then we take like a hard shift from ariana and she just gets really vulnerable again and just like talking about her body insecurities and she's like yeah he's hot but then i think like i'm not hot he doesn't look at my body and think like oh yeah that's what i want like cellulite fat thighs bingo arms and it's like it's so awful and there was another scene in this season where they go bikini shopping and ariana's like i'm i'm on my period i don't feel comfortable like trying on bathing suits it just feels like so gross today and raquel's just like strolling around in her like you know perfect model body like but it's just horrible but and yeah it, it that really really devastated me like i i know that appearance or the way that you feel about your body um has nothing to do with appearance and and those insecurities can form and and whatever but I just I thought back to like the times I've met Ariana we've hugged and I I thought I was gonna break her little bird bones with my big strong arms like yeah I I literally was like it's obviously body dysmorphia like she's and she's talked about this before like her extreme insecurities about her body and seeing it completely different than other people see it and and Raquel is like rightfully like shocked by this like self-talk, you know, and she's showing empathy. Well, she's I'm demonstrating think, it. It might not be genuine. I think that Raquel's so Raquel says we're beautiful. She starts crying. I think she is crying because she because of Ariana saying, I still want to be with Tom. I'm still attracted to him. It's all of it. It's all hitting her. She's like, I see my like, she's like, I see myself in this woman. We have the same struggle. We both feel insecure about ourselves sometimes and she's my friend and I care about her and she's also giving me this this information that they're gonna work on it and it's nowhere near over from her perspective and it's it's so intense and she's just like 
stop, stop. It's in your head. I do that to myself too. It's fucked up. It's sad. We're a lot prettier than we think we are. We're our own worst critics. And, and I think that translates into our sexual lives. It's like your sexual lives sharing one dick, like, ugh. You but know? not even sharing. Raquel has it all and she's still trying <laughs> to get more information. <laughs> Raquel is always yelling. Unless, unless they've recently had their one of four times their quarterly, <laughs> Their quarterly sex. Raquel <laughs> is on top at the moment and yet she is still <laughs> trying to like grasp at the tiny little bit Ariana still has of her man and like try to like piece it apart. Yeah, she's like, now that I'm single, I think that sex is obviously a very, very important part of a healthier relationship. Raquel is new to this planet. Like, Oh, she's so new. She's just like an alien that's been given instructions, but hasn't really like lived it out yet. So they're like trying it on. They're like, I think sex is good now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so we get her in the confessional being like, if you don't feel good about yourself, you can't be having good sex. And you know what? I have to say, actually, that's not true. Like, obviously, there's a correlation there. But at my most insecure, I was still having good sex. So, like, really? I just had a good partner. Like, for me, it was was a definite, that was a correlation. It only started getting good once I loved myself. Well, I don't know if I'll ever love myself and I still have good sex. So like (laughs) if your partner loves and appreciates you, it can still be good. I mean, whatever. Oh yeah. That's well, I'm not. Yeah. My experience is my experience. Um, but yeah, you are, you are, we're, we're both past the quarterly. You're valid. You're valid. (laughs) No, we're, we're both not in like a a place of like quarterly sex. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like it definitely slows down. Like I've been in a relationship, like it seems like me and me and my partner started dating at exactly the same time Ariana and Tom started dating because we've oh, been together true. eight and a half years. So it's just that's... very bizarre. Like it's, but it's when... weird to watch because I feel like I've, I've known Tom and Ariana as a couple for so many years, but it's just some like time warp thing. I don't know. But the way that you guys talk about each other is not like, oh, well, it's been a long, long eight years. <laughs> yeah. 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 The way that Tom talks about it. Yeah. So Raquel fully clarifies clearly you want to stay in this relationship she needs to hear it from ariana and ariana says yeah i do and art and Ra- raquel fully just closes her eyes and like wipes she her goes, mouth and is she like goes, okay 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 <laughs> yeah yeah she like that one hit her hard she's filing it away like a little robot she's like yeah okay putting that opening up that drawer i didn't think it would go there i thought you would say maybe not but okay all right we're yes it here she looks really shocked and sad. And then does not and back down. She does not, not back down in this moment. I know. Ariana's she's like, trying I to employ be- mind control techniques on Ariana. It's not working. Oh, she's she's out of her league. Um, Ariana is like, I wouldn't even be having this conversation if this wasn't the person I want to be with. Raquel's like, well, not everyone is that way. Meaning the quarterly sex. And she's like... For me, the relationship with James should have been over two years before it was because I wasn't attracted to him anymore. And Ariana just looks over at Tom and is like, eh, I think we'll talk it out and we'll be fine. Raquel's like, this is my plan is not going to play. Raquel's malfunctioning at this point. Totally. She just has to sigh and shake her head. And she's like, okay, let's take this fucking shot. End scene. <laughs> yeah, I need to regroup and come up with a new plan. Yeah, she she was not expecting any or, of that. Um, or go and question Tom when they're alone together because I'm sure that so much of this conversation was she went into it so confidently because of what Tom Yes, Tom, oh, Tom has been 
blowing smoke up her ass clearly he's like ariana hates me like she won't touch me like we're just together because of the house like all that because we're a brand because um, i wear her shirt that says yellow robe smith yes exactly oh <laughs> so anyway stepping away from that we catch a glimpse of one of katie's brothers that you're attracted to yeah um and we'll yeah. like shocked to hear that there was screaming cut out from this episode yeah involving them we horrifying we pan, we pan to a brief shot of lisa with nicolaine who <laughs> i know he wasn't labeled but i just it just made me happy for a moment because there was this is so heavy and we go right into such a heavy scene but whenever lisa's with nicolaine that's when she's truly thriving she's her- lit up like and they're like leaned in close and then <laughs> when i was watching it like thea was like oh my god she's totally jerking him off under there she <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of seem like that, that. That is Lisa at her best. Not even with the ponies. Yeah. It's her with Nicolaine planning for what yeah. new light fixtures they could put into their new restaurant. Oh, yeah. And they're just both sparkling with creative and sexual energy. Um, <laughs> How many clocks can we fit into Vanderpump Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> Double it. Triple it. <laughs> clocks swinging from everywhere. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Lala sits down with a brief chat uh, with Ken and Lisa, and they joke about lisa kicking ken out of the house after 40 years and lala's uh-huh. like lisa Whatever. do you think people my age could still find love for 40 years and lisa's like of course and lala, lala says you're she, like 30 what, you ta- what do you mean well she, lala's like lala's very, very traumatized she's yes, very traumatized she's, yeah and she has yeah every right and val- validity in that but she's yes. like i just want to have another baby with a sperm donor so that no one has any legal rights to my baby but me and my mom will co-parent with me and Lisa's like, damn, maybe like aim for a boyfriend first. And she's like, yeah, maybe, but like, I'm not gonna wait for a man. I think that's a solid plan. I think it's a solid plan too. Like she, she considering what she's been through, I think it makes complete logical well, and emotional sense for her. And, and Vanderpump aside, legal Randall Emmett things aside, all the people that go into really wanting a, a child and they get with their very mediocre partner who's not going to participate and just round it up to like all right this person's in front of me i'll do it like so many people would be better off like as a single parent rather than parenting like their kid and their husband mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i i'm actually yeah i'm on lala's side with this one and she's what, what upsets me is that in the season trailer for the season we saw the scene of Lala being like, I just want to know why he's being accused of what he's being accused of. And they cut that whole scene. They cut out any mention of child of Randall's child P-O-R-N allegations out of the whole season. And I guess it but was for legal reasons. I think it's for legal reasons. Okay, I this is something where I really think that it's an ongoing court battle. And I think that they had to take it out because anything you say publicly can be used in and has been used to really sway those types of things. And I have yeah. a, I have a strong feeling that when that is settled, which hopefully for Lala and Ocean's sake is soon, we I think we will hear about her truth. I hope that one day that comes too. And yeah, I wouldn't want anything to air that would potentially damage Lala's chance of having a relationship with her child. Like, and it's sick the way that courts can work. Like they could use it against her, her being like, listen, he's a pervert. They could be like, wow, this mom is trying to alienate affection against the child's father. Like she's such a bitch. She loves talking shit like they did to Mia Farrow when she spoke out against Woody Allen. Exactly. They've done it. It doesn't matter how much of a predator or allegedly a child you know whatever you guys know what we're trying to say like it doesn't matter 
about any of that they can say oh she's defamed him on tv mm-hmm. yes it, yeah so i feel for her in that way yeah so we'll put a pin in that and hopefully we hear from her more on that later now let's flash to a little, little bit of a lighter scene we get tom schwartz being like i stink I'm wearing a new unwashed shirt and I'm sweating into it. And I, now I stink and he rubs a lemon in his armpits and he says that he's seen his hippie friends do that. I never have. I, saw, I have hippie friends. I saw an ex-boyfriend of mine do that at a bar. And how effective was it? I don't know. Like we we're all <laughs> dancing and probably fucked up. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> oh, I've never. And he's just like, nobody use this lemon. But I'm like, <laughs> wrap like, it in to... a napkin, Schwartz. Someone I know, he keeps trying to like grab it and protect it from anyone who comes near it. So... He like puts yeah. it on a plate and keeps moving it around. I'm like, just go throw it out, Schwartz. No, for God's sake, Schwartz. He's a fucking human baby, like an adult baby. Um, and for her, for him to, to turn to his business partner and say, do I smell? And she's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Schwartz, you just showed up. It's not like they've been partying all night. It's five in the morning. Like that was the context of this ex, like rubbing. We were like dancing all night. But this is like, you just arrived at the event. And we saw so him working bad. out earlier. So I guess he didn't shower from then. was like, got there. And was like, he oh. never showers. He didn't shower on his wedding day. No. After the river. He just soaked river. himself in the river. Dirty, muddy river water hair just got right up there on the altar. Anyhow. So that's our last bit of comic relief for this episode. Because now we see Raquel <laughs> fucking stroll up to Katie's table and sit right beside her. <sighs> and God, she's already crossing the line. Like she's already way too close to her physically and she's being so fake. She's like, Katie, I wanted to congratulate you on your sandwich shop. Um, after the vibe at Tom Tom, I thought it would be best if I didn't show up, but I tried your sandwiches and they taste bomb. <laughs> and Katie's like, thanks. And she's like, I know you heard about us like making out at the bayou yesterday, you which you heard making out to- all day at the bayou, she said- which you proceeded to rage text Schwartz about. Katie at this point still very calm she's like I didn't rage text him Rachel so were you asking him if we did it or not like what was the point of that and Katie's like yeah because basically he likes to gaslight me saying that I've been overreacting to the whole Cancun kiss this whole time Raquel comes in hot you filed for divorce if Schwartz and I made out there it's none of your business is it she is saying this like so close to Katie's face with Katie's mom and Lala right yes, on the right other side. There. I know Katie's like, why wait, why are you talking to me about this? What are you doing right now? Like what you know, what what are you what scene are you trying to create basically? Um that's why so I'm she's like, like she's wise like, to her, but she can't stop tequila Katie from coming out. Like she doesn't have full control of the like incredible Hulk inside herself yet. Rachel's and like I don't demon. like to call her I don't like to call her Tequila Katie, but I do like to call it TBI Katie when she like has her rage blackouts because yeah. for anyone who might not know, like Katie fell 25 feet from a skylight and had a severe brain injury. And after that, she started having rage blackouts. And also, as someone who also has rage blackouts, I yeah. really do feel for her. Yeah. And, and like, and not, and also like a lot of people can be irresponsible when they're young and party and stuff. So I'm not putting this on her, but I will say like drinking makes that sort of thing worse. Um, it's something that really exacerbates like traumatic brain injury, like symptoms. So yeah, I, it is TBI, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. So Raquel is now saying in the confessional in order to explain herself why she's doing this, She's like, Schwartz has told me how much the rage texts bother him, but he doesn't have the balls to say anything about it. In this situation, I would appreciate if someone would stand up for me on my behalf. 
And Katie's like, Raquel, he was my partner for 12 years. You don't get it. Stay out of it. How is Raquel. Katie so calm at this point too? Like, I know, I know. She's giving her so much grace. She's like, but listen, you've Raquel, crossed the line. Raquel is a demon. Oh, oh yeah. We'll talk about her demon entities before this, this episode is done okay. because I have some ideas, but I just need to get through the, the dialogue of the scene. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to rapid fire Raquel, Katie. Okay. Raquel, you fucking should not be texting him these things. Katie, why? Why? Raquel, because it's not your place to tell him who she, he should be hanging out with. Katie, why? why is it not my place? Why does it matter to you? Raquel, you've been living your life. You have a boyfriend. Katie, I don't have a boyfriend. Raquel, oh. <laughs> Katie, I've had conversations with him about this and about respect. And then Raquel comes in with, I also don't appreciate the fact that you're threatened to take the dogs from him completely. <laughs> Raquel, stay the fuck out of her business. Also, you know what? I actually would not trust Tom with dogs. I wouldn't even trust him with like a fish. I wouldn't trust him with any animal. I actually would take the dogs away because I would not, like, I don't think this man is reliable in any way. The audacity, the audacity you- of saying that, especially since Raquel took Graham away from James with no visitation and she put him in a boarding facility rather than ask James to babysit. And got a neck puncture. Yeah. From what we've seen this season, he got a neck puncture wounds at some point, and then he got so sick from it with Raquel not even noticing until he wasn't eating or moving. Yeah. Like he would be safer with James and the dogs would be safer with Katie. Yeah. It it is not beyond the realm of possibility that Schwartz would get drunk and forget to go home and let Butters and Gordo out for a pee, (laughs) which makes me very sad. Yeah. he's, He's trying to open a bar. Katie does not that much. Like, she, you know, she's more available for the dogs right now. Something like, about her is more of a, it could be an F, work from home kind of sure. yeah. thing <laughs> at this point. Um, so now Katie hits back with a, you don't have to appreciate anything like about my life, you know? And Katie in the confessional is like, what possessed Raquel to come up and tell me how to run my life? And I thought that was a very apropos question because like, I don't know if it's one demonic entity or potentially multiple dark entities that have attached themselves to Raquel and are using her body at this point as a vessel to do evil, but she's not. But witchy, witchy Katie. No, she's not. I know. She's like being animated. Like, yes. She's like, I'm going to do the worst thing ever for the next six weeks. <laughs> and, and, and she's doing, well, seven months and she's doing it. Right so calmly and confidently in front of terrifying angered katie her mom and lala and is just like relaxed and is like well you threatened to take the dogs away i don't like that and i'm like (laughs) i'm like like katie is a terrifying person when she's angry god she's walking to a hornet's nest and just poke poke poking away but she's like anyway um schwartz is such an amazing man i love him (laughs) so much he's so nice he's so sweet like i'm like yeah and then when Katie said, sorry for this dummy head, when Katie said, like, get you take your six personalities and get the fuck out of here, that was so accurate. Like, yes. such a good read. Witchy Katie is beyond yes. just blackout. We need to give her credit. She's picking up on mm-hmm. important traits of Raquel. It's like yes. she switches identities. Yes, yes. And I listened to Jamie Stein's deep dive podcast about Raquel um we love to check in with the mediums about uh, about Brava and he was talking in it a way of like okay Raquel has like a deep psychic split within herself of like 
yeah you know the one personality that's like does everything right to get certain affection and then the other like dark-sided personality that like acts in ways contrary to that and I definitely could see that um being true like maybe she has some sort of like multiple personality or like dissociative like aspects to her like where she's able to like act out in these different ways that don't cause her the same kind of like guilt and pain that most people would because she just like puts it in a box and puts it away or something I don't know I don't know either I'm terrified like I would be just as like I know people are like oh she's broken she's traumatized like yeah obviously like we that is kind of like goes without saying I'm sure she's very broken inside and I don't say that lightly that someone's broken but uh, there's that plus whatever the fuck else is happening like maybe her great-great-grandmother like pissed someone off and there's a generational horrific curse I literally don't there is so basically nothing could be left out of the realm of possibilities she needs she needs an oracle a priest a rabbi like just oh yeah an old priest and a young priest yes 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 um okay Katie at this point is sort of like crossing over the line like she's like what don't you get about this how thick is your skull this is my husband 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 (laughs) (laughs) now she's starting to act unhinged and rachel's like okay get a grip like you are her she's pushed her to the point like i know she's pushed her to a place of husband 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 (laughs) no katie no don't even associate yourself with this idiot Katie's like Raquel come on be for real like you don't want to be with him you've been friends with him for five minutes and Raquel's like I'm getting to know him he's very kind and sweet (laughs) she knows just how to fucking get under Katie's skin by saying that Katie's like you have zero respect no empathy no respect how were you raised a great question that I think we should absolutely dig into like what the fuck did she witness in her home like how were you raised and did anyone in your ancestry do something that might have put something upon you that is like, causing you to act this way? Is is like your grandpa the Zodiac killer or something? Like, what the fuck, dude? So Raquel's <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Maybe I feel more empathetic for Schwartz than for you. And Katie's like, well, clearly. Raquel's like, that's just my opinion. And Katie's like, well, that's your opinion. I think you should stick it up your ass. <laughs> she turns to <laughs> Lala and Terry and is like, are you hearing this shit? And Lala's like, yeah, I'm in awe. And Katie's like, Raquel, walk the fuck out of here. I think you should leave. And she should have. (laughs) She should have never sat down in the first place. Oh my God, I know. Instead, Raquel's like, look, all I know is I had a bomb-ass glamping trip with my best, closest friends. And it was a vibe. (laughs) Raquel, what are you even saying right now? (laughs) Katie's like, Tom is not one of your closest friends. And Raquel's like, no, but he is a new addition into my life. Katie's like, I'm losing my mind. And I mean, we all are feeling that. Lala's like, look, I've heard this before, okay? Katie, you would have a more productive conversation with a pig, all right? Just be done with it. Be done with her. Another time when this would have been great to end. But instead, Terry, the hero we all needed. Yeah, Sheena's replacement in this episode, Terry Maloney. Pipes up and just says, can I ask something? What, Terry? (laughs) Says Raquel. And that absolutely, I turned up. I jumped off off my couch when I heard, what, Terry? <laughs> She's not talking to her like that. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It's like, it's like, you know, those, have you ever seen those TikToks where it's like, 
how white kids talk to their parents yeah like, shut yes, the fuck mom. up mom yeah like fucking allowance like yeah like that scene from fucking wedding garages was like mom where the fuck is my meatloaf like yeah <laughs> yeah that's giving this except it's not even your parents it's someone else's parents which is like somehow even more absurd so terry's like when we had dinner did my conversation to you mean anything and raquel's like oh my god and katie's like no don't say oh god that's my mom treat her with some fucking respect lala is horrified she's like where the fuck were you raised and katie's like yeah where were you fucking raised you're a little fucking cunt is what you are yeah we haven't yeah we haven't heard that one i don't know if we've ever heard someone call someone else a cunt on this show a little fucking cunt is what you are that was that was like all time that was iconic iconic absolutely because katie loves to just say whore like on repeat she's calls everyone a whore but we've heard that but little fucking cunt i'm like wow (laughs) Uh, we are this is i love this new material from you katie absolutely and so, well deserved because she is being a little fucking cunt sorry ariana sorry is just walking by the fucking shootout at this point and i wish i could make the name of this episode little fucking cunt but it would be <laughs> banned It'd be from- shadow ban <laughs> yeah yeah whatever the po- apple podcast version of shadow ban <laughs> oh my god so so ariana walks by and is mortified mortified at, at what is going on it is escalating so hard. raquel is still sitting at the table happy as a clam she is like relaxed relaxed and terry's like katie like you know she's trying to like de-escalate katie she's like you don't need just chill out and katie finally hits her point of like just seeing red and is like i am so fucking done with you and then tom schwartz hears that from across the bar and he takes cover behind a plant and does not emerge (laughs) We get some like body comedy, you know, like yeah, some really yes. physical slapstick, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So someone at his table is like, Tom, you should go over there. And Schwartz is like, no. <laughs> this whole fight is about him and he doesn't show his face once. It's like he like, takes a big leaf and like covers his face. Like it's Yeah, he literally that. hides behind a palm leaf this whole time. Yeah. Raquel is still seated and she's like, from my experience with my friends that actually fucking support me. Side note. She only cares about what people can do for her. She doesn't care for people in a normal way. Yeah. And I'm sure she's experienced some real trauma or whatever in her life. But the fact that the only trauma she parades out is that she aged out of pageants. I'm like, cry me a river. Like, I'm so... Okay. Grow up. Seriously. (laughs) There's people that are dying. Like, seriously. So Terry's like, look, Katie, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to you, Raquel. I just want to say respectfully that you really hurt me. And Raquel's like, I was just being honest. Terry's like, yeah, you were being honest, but you were saying, I want to make out with Tommy. <laughs> she starts crying. Tommy Sand- loves Katie. Katie loves Tommy. I'm like, oh, God. Uh-oh. Sandoval pipes up the, the opinion nobody fucking asked for or wanted and screams at Katie's mom. They were not together. Ariana's jaw is dropped. Like, she's speechless she's beside him katie's like well i haven't signed any divorce papers and sandoval's like katie you were hooking up with another guy while you were still living together and ariana's like let terry finish let terry finish no (laughs) terry's like they were selling their home that they wanted to raise a family and that's so hurtful things are at an absolute i i don't know what you would call this bedlam pitch (laughs) yeah like it's then Sandoval says in the confessional, 
I think it's really tacky to have your mom fighting your battles for you. No you one's going to like clap back at Mrs. Maloney. First of all, you did. <laughs> hey, you know what's tacky? No, you know what's tacky? Is it tacky to have, oh, your mom fighting your battles for you, quote unquote? Or what? Or is it tacky for your mistress to be confronting Katie about her issues with her ex-husband in front of her own mother? Which is tackier? Sandoval. Like, Sandoval loves to scream at any woman with an opinion. Everyone at, like, my watch party was like, I can't believe he sees this as Katie, like, enlisting her mom to fight her battles. Like, he doesn't see her mom as a human being with feelings who's allowed to express herself freely. Like, Katie didn't put her up to this. No. She just and, is experiencing and, and reacting to things. And actually, Terry, Terry came in calmly to this, and Raquel is when Rachel came with her shitty what, little- What, Terry? Her- her cunty little attitude what terry what <laughs> yeah like it, it this this did not have to be as fucked up as it was but except for raquel and sandoval made this hell so raquel says to katie well you were the one who told sheena you would ship me and tom and terry says shut up raquel <laughs> that is so wrong at this point ariana has died and gone to hell like she she looks like everyone is just being gutted in front of her. Well, she already she's... talked last week about how she just wants to like fake her own death and like yeah. leave this planet. And now she's like, okay, well, maybe like, you know, it's like if I were her yeah. therapist, I would be like checking in regularly. Oh my god. Yeah. Sandoval's like, well, that actually happened. And Katie's just like, go away, Sandoval. And Sandy's like, you think you own the floor? You were banging some dude while living with Schwartz. How do you think that felt for him? We catch a glimpse of Schwartz through the palm leaf. And once again, you're saying this in front of Terry Maloney. Yes! Uh, like, you're speaking about Katie's sex life in front of Terry. Stop! And then Raquel leans over and grabs Katie's hands in her lap and says, I'm sorry that it hurts. She, she With her hands, like, on her leg, which is yes! so intimate. It's Katie's so- like, don't touch me. Raquel's like, okay. Sorry that you're fucking jealous. I'm sorry. The point of like touching someone's leg is like you would also be comfortable sleeping in the same bed with them. And I'm talking like friends or hookup or yeah. whatever. It's just it's such an intimate thing to do that like yeah. Oh my god. I couldn't believe she touched her like that. I, I was like you have crossed the line this time Bambi eyed bitch. Like you have gone too fucking far by putting your hands on her. But to Katie's extreme credit she doesn't slap the shit out of her. I honestly in all dead-ass seriousness, think I would have hit her if I was in this uh, same situation. Me too. Me too. And I would never, like, ever want to do something like that. I have been actually, so by the time this comes out, I guess, I think this comes out on the same day that I'll be on Ryan Bailey's podcast. We were saying the same thing. We're both like, we are not violent people, but I would, like, once you involve family, once you involve, like, inappropriate touching, saying everything is horrible, like, yeah, I I actually don't know what would come out of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if there was some inner thought, like you know, it's just like ooh. yeah, yeah. I know it's as bad as it can get. I'm so, like shove her into the propane tanks, but I know burn her. <laughs> so Ariana's sobbing. She's like, I want to go home. I love both Katie and Raquel. I can't be there for everyone. My boyfriend's fighting with my business partner's mom. I'm feeling all this grief. Like she's just like, she's she's not functional. And meanwhile, in the fight, Sandoval's still coming at Katie saying, I would just love for you to take some accountability ever in your life. Uh, projection much? Like, Sandoval's, of the 15 words he knows, 
dipping out is one dipping out is two of them and accountability <laughs> is the other these are like his only so he just circulates through either yeah. someone is dipping out or someone needs to be accountable that's it's like the only two possibilities yeah so christina kelly is like sandoval why don't you go focus on your girlfriend who's clearly upset right now instead of yelling at katie like that is your relationship uh, meanwhile he doesn't go he's just too busy defending his mistress and now katie walks past tom schwartz standing with raquel and she just pokes tom and is like i'm done with you raquel scoffs and he's like why is she done with me i didn't do why? anything why? What i'm just I a do? baby yeah and raquel is like oh she pissed me off when she like snickered at that and then look lala's like wow to katie she's like wow raquel is out there snickering with tom what a stupid bitch like katie again i thirsted for violence i'm like grab her hair and like shove yeah. her into the plants now this time yes like, I <laughs> yes i know katie walks right back out there grabs tom and is like are you laughing at me with her are you laughing with her and i was like no 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 katie katie he wasn't laughing he wasn't laughing like katie is like ready to kill 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 um and then they go into the alley by the propane cage <laughs> our favorite spot to be our oh my god i we never thought we would have a sir alley fight again no oh nope nope so katie's trying to have it out with tom you know how we've been talking about how they've just returned from whence they came like they were in mansions now they're back in apartments they were not no longer waitressing at sir they're back in the alley they have literally circled the drain back to exactly where they started yes yes so Katie's trying to have it out with Tom and then Raquel storms right in right between them and says sorry to interrupt and Tom's like it's okay (laughs) Katie says don't interrupt and just like puts her hand out to like stop her from getting like literally kissing distance to her and it's just like we're in the middle of a conversation right now Tom's like don't push her Bubba don't push her Raquel's like I don't want you to touch me you don't want me to touch you and Katie's just like go away we're speaking go away we're speaking Raquel's like I just want to say one thing I am an empathetic person. <laughs> no, you're not. Raquel is I, giving her Miss America. She's giving her Miss California winning speech that she had prepared that she couldn't use because she aged out of pageants. <laughs> and never placed in one ever. Yeah. Sorry to say. I'm uh, empathetic. And that's why I want to work with women and children and inspire them. <laughs> yeah. And Raquel's like, you were hurt by the fact that shorts made out with somebody. The fact that it was me hurts even more. And I'm sorry for hurting you. Katie at this point is amused. She's like, what? <laughs> okay. Like, it's like, it was not malicious. And then the editors treat us to a flashback to show us just how malicious it was. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Tom's like, ooh, the forbidden fruit never would have happened if it wasn't for the rumors. And Raquel's like, she already hates me. So we might as well. <laughs> yeah. All asexual Tom. Yeah. Katie's like, you guys don't like each other. Tom's like, we're buddies. And Raquel's like, <laughs> Katie's like, ah, yeah, no, they said, funny. They said, they said we had a flirtation. We just wanted to act on it. We just wanted to do this. We're just friends that were flirty. So flirty with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She's like, oh, everybody's laughing. Fun, fun, fun. Please go away now. Yeah. And Katie's like, take your six personalities and fuck off. And finally Raquel leaves. And then Tom says, Bob, it was a sincere apology. I mean, he literally wants to incite Katie to lose her mind once and for all. Like, Katie's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't need an apology from her, this fucking little hoe. If she threw a lighter <laughs> into that propane cage, I would not blame her in that moment. I know. To, like, literally blow him up. 
I know. She's like, we're done. Like, he's like, come, come back, sit down. His classic line. I wish that like, was true when she said we're done. She said that so many times. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, that is something that I, I don't get. Like when I break up with someone and we had a bad relationship, like they are dead to me. I like, I won't acknowledge them. They're blocked yeah. and everything. Like I will not engage for anything. And I'm like, Katie, like, oh. yeah, I know. I know. It's the same thing. I She's mean, like, I- it's very different obviously they have to film a tv show together they were married i i know that it's different but just oh katie i know she's like the fact that you're telling me to shut up and listen to her and listen to her apology like are you fucking kidding me um so he just has a seat by the propane on the bench and just has to have a a little cool off time meanwhile inside a weird cake comes out for lisa's birthday i thought the cake looks good i thought the cake the cake cake looks good i'm saying it's weird that this is a birthday party like it's like the least celebratory birthday party the vibes are horrendous everyone's crying the the whole time lisa's facial expressions read to me as I'm a little sad and I'm very happy about my TV show that this is happening. This is our finale episode. Um, you think? I thought Lisa was actually very like visibly shaken up and disturbed. I'm not saying about the stupid fight that happened. Maybe, maybe that's part of it, but like something's going on for Lisa. Like she was not having fun at this birthday at all. Well, not having fun, but I'm saying a glint of just way in the back of her head. She's like, well, good for the show. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, also she's like yeah. two sheets to the wind. But she blows out the candles. She goes, still good at a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lisa. She can't help herself. I know. And she like stands up to make her finale speech. And she's like, where's Schwartz? Yeah, I need him. Katie's like, why do you need him? No one needs him. <laughs> Lisa's like, he's part of this. He's part of this whole equation. <laughs> Katie's like, well, I'm here. I'll be here. And walks up to stand like just like near Lisa kind of and then Lisa just starts talking about how hard life is and then Schwartz wanders in and she's like where have you been you should have been here fighting the fight but Lisa no one's making sense everyone's fused nobody's making sense it's the weirdest thing ever and she's like everyone's gone into full like cannot their their mouths are moving brains cannot process Lala I see what you've been through I see the boys how they've struggled I love you all. You will learn to deal with your problems as you get older. <laughs> you will learn to deal with your problems as you get older. She's like, she's crying. crying. Yeah, she is crying. Everybody's crying except Raquel, smiling that demonic smile, which is like an amazing tableau. And like we've reposted this scene a million times, but like a Renaissance it's just, painting, it is a Renaissance painting. It's like, what is going on in this room? Like the vibes. What tell are me, the vibes? Tell me what your thoughts are on Raquel and. these entities and what just what is going on because i'm at a loss i've never been more scared of someone on bravo or maybe even a tv show i mean yeah raquel's the only one chuckling and so is nick elaine we get a little flash (laughs) (laughs) he won't let anyone ruin this party for him (laughs) him and lisa were probably like planning a little planning a little vanderpump cocktail garden or whatever and he's like he's in idea mode or Nick Elaine's fine. He's he gets yeah. the pass. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I've already discussed what I think might be Raquel's personality disorders, or maybe a demonic chaos demon, like you know, Beelzebub or something. I it, I really don't know. But it makes me think. It also reminds me of Buffy. Like you know how they kept talking about how their high school was right on top of like the Buffy the vampire slate, a, a hell mouth, and all yeah. that. That's where all these demons were always there, and they came yes. in so many different oh, forms. Yeah. Oh, and- that's WeHo for sure. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. It's, but no, it's ripening sir. That's yeah, it is. Like, to be specific, like the sir, tom, tom pump, like trifecta of, of darkness. Oh my God. Yeah. And Raquel is one of the, the ones that crawled out. And is there yeah, she got loose. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, wow. Wow. Well, that's that's that for this episode. We will be back. We will still be putting out non-Vanderpump episodes. I mean, actually, if you've made it this far, you care about Vanderpump as much as we do. So we will be putting out regular episodes and recapping this insanity more for our own. Like, I need this for me. Yeah. The debrief. Like, we can't make sense of what we've seen. We still can't make sense of it because it doesn't make sense. But it's nice to, like, explore regardless. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah, we love you. You're the light of our lives. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss Imla. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours.